day, I'm Simonai van den Baar from Assisa Skills and Training Durban office. Good day, I'm Catherine Jagmon, the Skills Development Facilitator from the Durban office. Welcome to the introduction of the world of skills development and the mandatory grant submissions. So today we're going to discuss skills development. What is skills development and a mandatory grant submission? Well, Kathy, that is a good question. The skills development submission basically consists of the workplace skills plan and an annual training report, which is also known as a WSB ATR report, whereby we claim back 20% of the skills development levy provided that the company actually has a skills development levy number. Thanks, Simone. Just to add on that, our internal deadline for the WSP ATR submission is the 15th of April. And then a skills development levy number. Can we explain what this is and where we can find this or where can a client find this information, Simone? Well, Kathy, this information can be found in the company's ENPSA, which also states where the company is specifically allocated, including the SIC code. This will determine where the report is submitted and how much of the STL the company actually pays. If a client does not have a skills development levy number, the registration can be done via SARS and by completing an EMP 101 document that is available via your allocated STF should you require this. Thanks, Amine. Uh, once our clients provide us with the skills development levy number, what's the next process for the submission? Once we have seen where the company is allocated in regards to this specific CETA, then, Kathy, we will have to look at all of the information that is needed. The most important thing is training. Without any training, there will not be a successful submission. After this, we will need an SDF appointment letter, giving the SDF access to the specific CETA, your banking details, not older than three months preferably. And this needs to be stamped and signed by the respective bank, a valid BE certificate or an affidavit. And for companies that has more than 50 staff members, we will need a training committee minutes as well. All of those documents can be shared via CISA profile, eliminating the need for a bunch of papers on a client's desk. Thanks so much, Simone. Uh, so if our clients don't implement any training through the year or they haven't done training in the last few months, what can they do in order for the submission to be successful? Well, Kathy, we can make use of or tell our clients to make use of CISA skills training where they have access to about 30 different training courses that can be done via webinar or classroom training. So the choice there is really theirs. If they would not like to do the our short courses at this point in time, we can have them complete an internal training register on a company letterhead that is signed by all of the staff members. For the training register, it needs to be on the company letterhead on the signed by the staff members, as well as the information of the training that will be accepted by the CETAs. So we can use that. That can also be shared via CESA profile. That's amazing. This will help a lot of our clients. Just a quick one, would internal training like induction and orientation assist our clients in a submission like this? Yes, I'm actually glad you reminded me of that. That is one of the main first things that we do, do look at for internal training. If it's one of the most important things that we can look at, especially for new clients, new employees, they can use induction training and explaining the policies to the staff. That's great and very helpful. We've mentioned CISA profile and we can use book training on CISA profile. But can you tell us more about what is CISA profile and how can it help our clients, Simone? Kathy, 
CISA profile is a very good system, especially when it comes to the employee management for our specific clients, as this can help keeping all the staff details up to date with their leave, their warnings, all the training they have implemented, all the documentation that will be needed by the skills development facilitator can be shared on the system as well. It's basically a company's human resources needs is kept on one place, keeping staff details up to date, even their misconduct can be done on CISA profile as well. Thanks, Simone. Profile makes your life a lot easier. It's very convenient for us to use, as well as your record keeping is basically the access that you have is on a one-touch button. It's web-based. You can access it from anywhere at any time. Thank you, Simone. Just to reiterate the documents we require for the WSP ATR submission. The most important thing would be this would be training, either CISA or internal or any other external training, your signed SDF appointment letter, a bank letter, just remember not older than three months, your BE certificate or an affidavit. And if the client is above 50 staff members, we will need a skills training committee minutes as well. All of this information can be shared via CISA profile in two easy clicks. Thanks so much, uh, Simone. For more information, you can contact your allocated skills development facilitator or visit our website on www.profile.cisa.co.za. Thank you.